Hello, listeners, and welcome. Twelve Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the seventh edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre, gaslight era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story driven and rules light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis. Hey everyone, welcome to Otherworld London. This is episode 38 and we have some awesome players. Uh, Let's start with Michelle. Hey, uh, my name is Michelle Otis and I am playing Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms. Hi, I'm Maria Iyengar playing Dr. Lisette Powell. Hey guys, I'm Mac Beauvais. I am playing Ethel Prendergast. Hi, I'm Terry Gamble and I'm playing Alizé Carew of the London Carews. (laughs) (laughs) i've always been jealous of the the pen bottoms (laughs) my question is did she change her name like you you got married well it happened well (laughs) nice well rich people would hyphenate i don't know what they whatever custom of the time i just would be you know what is like i don't know do they call me i don't know what do they no, call I her? like it. Am I dying mean, now? What do I? What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> like Dr. Powell's very into like, yeah, she kept her name. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so last time that we got together, we ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. We'll kind of go through each thing that happened real fast. The biggest thing that happened, the most exciting thing to happen, was that uh, Alize was able to marry uh, Benny. After all of this time, Benny and Alizé were finally able to tie the knot and become wife and husband, which was very exciting. And then we had Mac. Now, Dr. Powell decided not to go to the wedding. She was very concerned about Martin. Obviously, he had been through a lot. So she ended up taking him home to recuperate from all the shit that he's been going through. Meanwhile, Ethel had started seeing these orbs above people's heads that kind of showed what she guessed was some kind of life force or something else for some reason after you guys got rid of Sir Nunos. And she saw that the generals was not that bright, wasn't doing too well for some reason. And then we find out later that he had some kind of attack. Now he just grabbed his chest and got very weak. So we haven't figured out what's going on with that yet. And then the spot on Ethel's back got bigger. And so she went over to Dr. Powell's and you guys decided, hey, we're going to remove all this uh, skin and veins, which really made Terry happy. And that's kind of where we're at right now. We're going to pick up with Eugenia. The general has just doubled over and he's clenching his chest and he's on the stairs. And I believe you just yelled for Mrs. Fitch and... Yes, because Godfrey is useless. Well, I think you you called for Godfrey (laughs) as well because you need more than one person to move the general. Godfrey and Mrs. Fitch come around the corner. Oh, boy. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll go fetch a, a doctor. And he runs off. And what do you do? I mean, I, I'm sure I just 
I'm comforting him. I might get him some water, loosen his shirt collar, you know, whatever I can do. Should I roll a first aid? I don't know. Sure. Why don't we do that? That sounds fun. 52 under my 57. Excellent. You get some cool water and loosen up his shirt, help him out. He is conscious, but he's not really saying much. You can tell he's in a lot of pain. A few moments later, a couple of police officers come by because they're the closest ones. Full of bobbies come in the door and they help him up to your guys's carriage. Mrs. Fitch goes with you and you guys rush off to the hospital. And Godfrey is there with you and Mrs. Fitch in the waiting room. And they rush the general off. And at one point, Mrs. Fitch says, Oh, I I don't know what we'll do. I don't... He can't die. No, of course not. He's too stubborn to die. And then Godfrey says, with a straight face, You know, madam, if he does unfortunately pass away, I am here for you in any capacity that you need. Godfrey? Yes. I think you need to get some air outside right now. Um, yes, ma'am. Immediately. Mrs. Fitch looks at you and goes, Um, what's been up with Godfrey lately? He seems a bit off. He's always a bit off. That man is strange, to say the least. I don't know. I think that he's getting older, too. I think he's just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. We'll get back to you. Trying to wait in the wings. I was like, oh, man, no. <laughs> Not okay. Yep. Not okay. <laughs> I'm trying to get that master of this house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Mm-mm. I will miss it's not a Hallmark you. movie because that is like <laughs> that is like so many of them, and then like the um, Princess Diaries or whatever. Like I feel like like or that kind of that's that vibe. <laughs> the head butler wants to step in anyway. Anyway, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'm, yeah. Godfrey's fun. Um, so Alize and Benny have retired to this really nice house. I'm going to say cottage in London, not far from the palace. And it's beautiful. And you guys have a, a lovely night and then you're you're asleep. And you, th- you suddenly just kind of wake up, you know, your eyes just pop open and you think you hear something downstairs. Did you hear that? Benny's out. Darling. Uh, yeah, yes. Did you hear that? I- Again? What? (laughs) Darling, go back to bed. Oh, stay alert. I'm not sure. I just heard something and I'm quite frightened. Sounds like something's downstairs. Well, I'll I'll go down and check. I'll go with you. Uh, uh, Okay. It's for the best. I mean, should we, should we take like a, something like a... A weapon? Yes. Yes, that would be wise. I shall grab this poker from the fire. Okay. All right, I guess I'll take the shovel. Um, Let's go. That works. (laughs) So you guys go downstairs, and when you go into the kitchen, you notice that one of the panes has been broken. Oh, no. And the door has been re-shut, but the glass is on the floor. I believe we have a burglar. Used to be. They might still be present, darling. Be on guard. 
And I'm going to try to use my extra keen ears and senses to try to see if I can hear anything. All right. Some residual wolfiness. Give me a con roll. Okay. Uh, yep. Uh, that's a 65. And it looks like my con is 40. So... <laughs> so you don't really hear anything that jumps out at you. But you do notice that there are footprints on the hardwood. They just look a bit wet. Like someone's got bare wet feet. And then they kind of disappear going towards the living room. The wetness. Is it raining outside? Yes. All right. So they've tracked in some rain. That doesn't really give me any information other than which direction they might be going. So maybe we follow. Well, it does tell you that they're human, too. Well, it's not an animal. There's that. Could be a human controlled by an animal. And there's also that. So use extra caution, my dear. I shall head on point first. Round up behind me, darling. Uh, okay. So we head into the next room um, and follow the footsteps. All right. But extra quiet, extra stealth, extra quiet, extra stealth. Let's do a stealth roll then. Okay. Vinny is stealth as fuck. I thought I would be. I'm going to change this dice out. Uh, <laughs> 62 over over 55. Well, would you like to push the roll? Sure. Okay. Benny got a six, so he's like... Oh, he's good. Yeah. Good job, Benny. I must be terrified. Oh, cool. I'm glad I pushed because that was a 16. Okay, cool. Good. Be a stealthy couple. As you guys get to where the living room is, you see what looks to be a figure in the corner in the darkness just standing there. It looks like the person is about five foot six and looks to be wearing a dress. So it's possibly a lady or someone closed as a lady. Right. All right. Well, I feel more confident in approaching now that we've kind of snuck up on her. And I, um, I'm going to, I think, light a little lamp. Go and find one of the lamps in the room since I know the room I'm sure better than this person, whoever's in here. Turn on the light. I'm going to light the light. Hello. And I'm just going to say, hello. Who goes there? Kate Plum turns around and she has on this really dirty dress like she's been wearing it for a very long time. And her hair is matted and she's got scrapes and stuff on her face. And she pulls out this pistol. You, you're the first one I'm going to take care of tonight. You killed her. Um, hello, Kate. She shoots the gun. No. <laughs> I want to attempt to bat her little hands and run and bat her little hands before she tries to shoot. Okay. So let's do brawl then. Brawl, brawl, brawl. Where is that? It's fighting fight brawl. And then I see it. Brawl. I found it. Fighting. I'm not. Uh... <laughs> when, you, when you get yeah. all the zeros, that's bad, right? Oh, yeah, that's a critical fail. Yeah, yeah just gonna, just that's, yeah. All right. Yep, I got all the zeros. Okay. Cool, cool. I guess I wasn't supposed to do that. Well, the <laughs> dice obviously thought not. So you lunge forward trying to stop Kate from shooting and you... She shoots me in the face? Is that what happens right now? <laughs> like she was aim aiming for like legs and you like jump your torso in front of it or something like that. And she clips you pretty hard in the chest. You take three points of damage and tumble to the ground. Kate! I told you... Honestly, Kate, 
Honestly, this is... Oh, shut up. I just got married, Kate. All my dreams were coming true. (laughs) (laughs) Kate, (laughs) what I've gone through, and you don't seem to understand, and I don't think you know what I've gone through. You killed Mabel. No, Mabel killed herself. Mabel, no, she did not. I don't understand the I was there. Of- Kate, you honestly don't understand the circumstances of everything that has been going on around you in the supernatural world. You and that world. witch woman stopped her from doing the ritual I saw, and she turned into maggots and worms. Tell me that that's Darling, right. Darling, she, she was already dead. The problem is, is that you don't understand the supernatural world that has been functioning around you this whole time. I don't think you truly understand the depth of this world, Kate. Uh, la- la- ladies, uh, ladies, can we, can we just, can we take a breath? I would like to. I feel like I'm bleeding out. So maybe we should go to a doctor. I, I, I we're not going to any doctor. Uh, 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 ladies, um, I'm guessing your name is Kate. Yes, this is Kate Plum, darling. Introduction. So sorry. This is my husband, Kate. This is Benny. Oh, uh, n- <laughs> nice to meet you. Can, can you put down the gun? What an introduction, isn't it? Manus. He is a duke, you know. He's in line. I never thought you'd get married before me. Well, And she see? raises the gun and takes a shot. And we're going to come back to you in just a second. <laughs> <laughs> that was buckwild. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Powell has set up this area in her room. I think we said like the kitchen or something where Ethel is laid out with her back exposed. You're about to cut into it. I made the roll last game for you as kind of a, hey, let's uh, keep the tension going. I succeeded that role because you're a really good doctor. No matter what happens during this sequence, if you decide to do the surgery, it, it is successful. But there are going to be a few things that happen that you're going to have to make a decision on whether or not you're going to do the surgery. So as you're starting to work on this large piece of gray skin with all of these different veins, suddenly the world has stopped. You don't hear anything from outside anymore. And you hear someone open the front door and walk in. And around the corner comes a tall man, probably like 6'5", very skinny with a black suit and a top hat, gray skin with red veins all over it. And he goes, hello, uh, Dr. Powell. I don't believe we've met before. I am Dr. Vogg. Dr. Vogg, I'm sorry. At one, how dare you? simply step into my home. Number two, I'm very clearly busy. So if you would not mind attending on me later today, thank you. And then she finally looks over her shoulder and sees him and sees how weird he looks. And is like, oh, well, wait over there. Unfortunately, my news cannot uh, wait. You are about to do something that is going to cause great anger to my uh, master and I was hoping I can dissuade you from from doing it with an with an offer. Okay, number 1, who's your master? Number 2, Vogue. 
Where do I know that name from? Ethel, you're laying down, so you're you're he's like towards the entrance where your feet are, so you don't really see him, but you can hear his annoying monotone voice. Dr. Vogue, I do not give a damn about your master and what his requests are at this point. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were asleep. I couldn't tell because you were laying the way you are, but I must request that you do not do this. And uh, I was hoping... Are you in some way responsible for this? I gifted her with the ability to travel time and find out all information, but she has to go through the process first and become one of us. One of I did not consent to this. <gasps> Vog, you're, you, you're the one that affected my dear Martin. And she's going to turn and round on him with her scalpel and then kind of shrug and put it back down, especially because she already worked really hard to like sterilize it. And she's going to reach <laughs> into her bag and pull out a fucking bone saw. <laughs> Here we go. I knew I recognized that name from somewhere. You and I have a problem. I am sorry that your mate was uh, damaged, but you have to understand that lesser beings do not really matter in the grand scheme of things. Oh, call him a lesser being one more time, I dare you. Your master's going to need a new assistant. Right now, London is about to be taken over by, I think you call her the Lady in White. She's another one of these ancient gods from before Christendom. and. She has all of the cards right now. She can take over the city pretty easily. Matter of fact, she's already kind of started, if you haven't noticed. Ethel would make a good research partner, and I will take care of the Lady in White if she agrees to come with me willingly. I will do no such thing. I am not here to be some minion to your master. That is unfortunate. In that case... I will leave, and you can do what you're about to do. Good luck. And then he walks off, and you hear the door shut. I want this patch of skin off of me immediately. On it, and done with pleasure. I pour her and I both some more whiskey. <laughs> we got it. Explain, you, you are successful with removing the patch. How do you proceed through that? Uh, so she kind of goes back to her original idea of like pulling up the dead skin and like digging in and like now she's like extra concerned about like making sure that like the field is cleared. So she actually pulls out a small amount of liquid nitrogen and is freezing the veins to kill them first before extricating them. So like kill them down, dig them out. And then after that is using like a ton of like patches and really, really, really hot <laughs> towels to kind of like cauterize. And it's just, it's going to leave probably like a shiny burn, but the field will be clear and like anything deeper than like the inch and a half uh, of depth that she was working at has been like taken care of by other means by like chemically like killing everything off. Okay, great. So yeah, it, it all goes really well. It is not necessarily completely painless, I would imagine. There's probably oh, yeah. a, a like, little pain in there. There was a reason I was like, the second shot is for 
my apologies in how thorough I'm going yeah, to be. Yeah, I think uh, Ethel will probably also ask if there was like a leather strap or something she could bite down onto so she doesn't like start shrieking. <laughs> well, right. I could just put you all the way out if you would like. I, You're safe here. I don't trust anything right now. I mean, for what it's worth, I almost got killed by a giant bug man. So if, you, <laughs> if you're wondering if I have your back, I definitely do. I do appreciate that, but I worry about what else might be coming. Respect. Okay, well, this will be obnoxious. And I would still ask that you uh, scream into this leather strap as little as possible because Martin needs his sleep. Thank you. <laughs> and then I will do work. my level best. <laughs> Give me a con roll, Mac. Oops. I got a 92. At some point, she just passes out. She's like, ah, and then her body's like, nope, I'm out. And you just <laughs> you pass out and, and you'll wake up just a few moments later after the immense pain has turned into a doll pain. Sure. But as she's like wrapping up your back and all of that stuff. But the procedure goes really well. And you no longer have gray skin or red veins that they've been removed. All right. So, Michelle. Yes. Eugenia is sitting there and the doctor comes out and he says, well, he's resting right now. We're not sure the extent of the attack. We don't know if it was not large enough to kill him, obviously. But I I will say this. He needs to rest and maybe not work as much as he has been. He is incredibly tired, and uh, he did mention something about being concerned about you and about what's going on with you. So he needs less stress in his life. He is very, very ill, and I'm afraid the next time, pretty sure he had a heart attack, but a mild one. If he has another one, it might be the the end. So he needs to eat less and he needs to relax more is what I'm saying. All right. He's asleep right now and he will sleep here for the rest of the night. I would say go and uh, come back in the morning. Right. Um, thank you, doctor. I know... This will be a hard pill for him to swallow. He is a man of adventure. Well, we'll take good care of him, and you come back in the morning, and he should be lucid enough to to have a conversation. But every man of adventure has to retire at some point. Of course. Of course. Thank you, Doctor. You know, she's really concerned. She wants to go in and at least say goodnight to the general. They'll let you do that, but he's already knocked out. hes You can look in on him. Mm-hmm. But he is—he is snoring quite loudly and and is is out. I just—I go in and I give him a kiss on the forehead. Mrs. Fitch, you and Godfrey start heading back. Alize, something was going on with you. Um, oh, oh not yeah, a lot. not a lot. <laughs> we were just chilling. She fires off a second shot and hits Benny's leg, and he's all like, "Dear." God, falls down to the ground. Again, with the introductions, Kate. (laughs) Now that I have your attention, where are the others? Kate, I am never going to tell you where the others are. One, two, you've underestimated me. 
even though you've shot me already. I will fight till the end, if necessary. She goes, I've got four shots left. You both are just barely wounded, but I could kill you both right now. So instead of losing your future, why don't you tell me what I want to know? The thing is, I've already imagined my life in so many different directions. I've been near death more often than you probably would ever know. So to say that I've already gotten my happily ever after is true. It's a gate. I'm not the gate that you may enter through. So she starts raising up the gun towards you again. What do you want to do? Go for it. And you have no information, Kate. Raise the gun if you like. I'm going to hobble over, try to attack her one more time with my freaking poker. <laughs> okay. So give me a roll. What is this fighting I'm using in? Yeah. Yeah. Um, really? <laughs> it's not, it didn't go well. It's not terrible, but not great. It's a 64, which is above every, everything I have right now. It's better above. than the 100 that you got the last time. That is correct. So 64 over 50. Okay. Switching dice again. <laughs> All right. So you swing, and that is enough to jar her because I rolled terribly. And she shoots wildly and, like, hits out a window. So three shots left, Alizé, huh? You hear the sounds of Bobby's whistles going off down the street because you guys are in a posh neighborhood and anytime gunfire starts, uh, you are going to get people responding. So it's another duel down the road. You know, the gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) They're late night parties. Late night, late night duels are yes. a, a hard thing. <laughs> well, Kate, seems the police are on the way. Um, so, should be a good time. Fine, I will see you later. No, 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 you should stay, Kate. Why don't we have some tea and talk? Oh, shut up. I liked it better when you stuttered more and then she runs out. <laughs> <laughs> Can we try to trip her before she tries to get out? Yeah, absolutely. We want to try absolutely. to trip her before she leaves. Yeah. Might as well. Okay, so Benny does not. I rolled a six this time. Awesome. So you trip her and she falls face first and a six is so low that she, you hear the gun skitter across the, the hardwood floor away from her. And she's like, you bitch. And then she starts to try to get up, but she's in this like horrible, muddy frock. And Benny gets up and has his shovel, and he just hits her on the back of the head as she's getting up to knock her out. (laughs) Well done, my love. Well done. Well, I'm glad to be of an assist. Uh, uh, This was quite exciting, and uh, I would never to do it again if we could not have her here. Um... Agreed, my love. Let's wait for the police to come here and we shall let them know that she has come in. Obviously, look at her. The state of her, they'll know it was definitely some sort of burglary. Some sort. Right, right. So they, the police do show up. They carry her away. And they've been looking for Kate for a while now. She's been on the lam, as it were. So you're confident that this time she's going to be gone for good. I do hope she's not possessed by something, because she could try again. She could. She could. I think that's going to be our lives, though, right? I mean, we seem to be marred in this. We might want to invest in maybe some sort of security detail. Ah, yes. Yes, I I agree. I I, I agree with you, my love. Well, um, 
I'm bleeding, so I think we should both go to the, the doctor or something. I'm also bleeding, my love. Let's go to the doctor. So you guys head over to the hospital to get patched up. All right, Ethel and Dr. Powell, the surgery is over. I believe that you'll probably more than likely just fall asleep on the floor because you're not going to want to move around a lot. And uh, Dr. Powell's probably going to fall asleep next to Martin, obviously. I mean, I've got a couch for what it's worth. I can okay. probably, yeah, we've probably got one of those like Shay's like sort of fainting couch looking things. So you can go face down with the arms slumped over uh, the low, the low side. I've slept face down in this position a couple times. It is surprisingly comfortable. <laughs> All right. Perfect. You guys go to sleep and as you're sleeping, Ethel, and you knew this was going to happen. Suddenly the lady in white appears in front of you in this black void. She goes, you have succeeded and I have helped you. And now it is your time to pay your part of the bargain. I thought my part of the bargain was to destroy Sununos, which has been completed. I want you to help me with the taking over of London. You're very powerful. You have a lot of things to offer. I seem to be in high demand these days. Uh, darling, what is going on? Why are you not home yet? <sighs> this is a bad time. Who, who is this? My father. Darling, I understand that you are a adult woman and all, but you are uh, unmarried and unattached, and it is not a good thing for you to be out at all hours of night in society. Uh, without an escort. I do not believe that I asked for your opinion on the matter. Now, as he's walking around you, you're noticing something weird about his aura. He seems to be almost like flashing corporeal and incorporeal. Like he's there and he's not there. Hmm. And then suddenly you hear your mother walk in and she says, Darling, you know, she's she's a young woman and she should be able to do whatever she wants to do. And the woman in white goes, what exactly is going on here? I don't understand. Welcome to my existence. And then they're walking in circles around you. Your mother's about five feet behind your dad. I do not care. She's not even married yet and... I cannot have her convorting around and causing scandal. Then your husband appears, and he starts walking in the same circle around you. Oh, so good to see you. And he's looking right at you, unlike the other two who seem to be talking to each other as they're going in this circle. Herbert, uh, I miss you every day. I miss you too. We thought we got away from these two, or him at least, and... It just followed us. Seems there's not much hope for escape for me on this plane of existence or any plane of existence. I wish we could just be together like we used to be. No, you're still living and you need to keep living. I'm dead and I need to move on just like the rest of us. And you see Agatha starting to walk around and she's carrying a tray with tea and, and biscuits. And she's walking in a circle around you. And... You can tell that the lady in white is really confused on what's going on. She's not the only one. 
(laughs) (laughs) And your husband goes, look, we've all been talking. The others and I would like to help you. Uh, but how? We can drag the lady in white away from this place, but it means we have to leave too and that you have to move on. You can't keep living in the past. You would do that for me? I would do anything. I stayed on this plane of existence for you. The lady in white is dangerous to all of us. We will be able to to drag her back to the hell that she comes from. But won't you be trapped there? We need to move on. I believe that your future life is worth it. You can't let yourself go just because you're sad. You have to fight back and live. Live a life. You still have so many years in front of you. This life that I'm living is a bit of a mess, but I suppose I suppose there could be a way forward. But I'll, I'll miss you so much. I'll miss you too, honey. I will. And you have to understand that we're doing this because we love you and we want you to be free. You'll still be able to, to see ghosts and everything, but you won't be tied to a family that is holding you back. Just for the record, you never held me back. He gives you a long, deep kiss, and then they all turn and jump across the void at the very confused lady in white, and portal opens and they drag her down into it. And then suddenly you're alone in your own thoughts. Ethel just breaks down and starts crying. Okay. Let's fast forward to the morning. Alize and Benny were patched up and sent back home. We had a lovely night in hospital together. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are eating breakfast. Ethel, you wake up and you feel tears on your face. And Dr. Powell, you wake up at your normal point. And Martin wakes up as well. So nice to sleep in my bed again. Thank you, dear. Yes, of course. How are you feeling? It's going to take time, but I think I'll be okay. That's fantastic to hear. I love you so much. I love you too, dear. Now go make sure your friend's okay, so... I was going to. Don't tell me how to do my job. I don't tell you how to write a sonnet. (laughs) She laughs (laughs) and heads over He chuckles too, and he goes, oh, my ribs are a little... Ah, okay. (laughs) Don't laugh. Humor is not... uh, Humor is not good. Um, <laughs> so you head over, go ahead, Ethel. What do you, what do you feel like? I'll, I'll, she's struggling to try and get herself dressed again, especially cause there's so much pain from where, um, the skin was cut out and she looks a little, um, defeated. Maybe don't put on, uh, your weird corseted costume for being Evelyn right now, perhaps a robe or something dowdier in order to protect the exposed flesh of your back. I would prefer to be dressed properly, especially as there's still a chance of running into the police and I'm still wanted for murder. Yes, I'm just saying there are other disguises other than beautiful woman that attracts attention. 
Will you please just help me? Sure, it's going to hurt, but you seem to enjoy putting yourself through unnecessary pain. When you say that to her, I think Ethel just starts crying. Just, like... <laughs> and Dr. Powell goes from like, oh, we kids, oh, sh- oh, snap, okay, <laughs> and kind of hugs her. Like, oh, thought we were doing a bit, didn't think it struck a nerve, that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my darling, are you, are you uh, okay? I, I had, um, I, I do not think we will have to worry about the lady in white. What? You know what? We can have that conversation later. Let's get you reasonably uh, dressed and some tea, I think, and a nice calm carriage ride back across town. I think that would be very agreeable at this point. And the understanding is when we drink tea, we put whiskey in it, yes? I just want to be clear. Yeah, uh, of course. (laughs) You're my favorite. Don't tell the others. (laughs) She goes back (laughs) and starts making tea. And instead of, like, cinching up the, like, lacing and, like, all the gusseted parts of the back she has like a very dowdy old lady robe because she's got old lady heart and like kind of puts that around it so you just you don't look quite as like stunning as you did yesterday especially (laughs) given the wedding but like right you are well dressed and ready to go perfect eugenia you wake up in the morning what do you want to do well the first thing of course is get dressed and ready and go see the general and make arrangements for him to come home. Okay. But I also want to send a messenger to Dr. Powell to ask if she's available to meet us at home. So what we'll do is we'll say, as you guys were having this conversation, Dr. Powell, you hear a a knock on the door, a jaunty knock. (laughs) I hate to jump <laughs> And as we're sort of like cleaning up everything, she goes and opens the door. Hey, miss. What? Oh, uh, sorry. I, I've got a, a, a letter for you. A, a message. Thank you're, you. You're welcome. And she tips him and just takes the letter and slowly closes the door. And Cheerio. And walks away. <laughs> I'm done with interactions. I used to be a people person. And then the people turn into mass demons, so not so much. So what would you say on this letter, Eugenia? Dear Dr. Powell, <laughs> I know last night was harrowing for all of us. Um, it was especially harrowing for you and your um, beau. <laughs> uh, however, the general and I experienced our own displeasure. He was taken to hospital where they say he might have a heart condition. I would be ever so appreciative if you would meet us back at our house to give him an examination, for I, I trust your opinion more more than anyone else's. Gratefully yours, Eugenia. I have also sent a letter to Dr. Powell, and there's another jaunty knock at the door. I'm I'm really sorry, ma'am, for coming back, but I forgot I had another message for you. Oh, you know, that's on me, not... Yes, you, you could have put both letters up simultaneously. I forgot to... And saved I us. was just... I was shocked by the interaction. Here's... Here's the note. And she doubles the tip, and then just even slower, closes the door in his face again. Like, 
This is your chance. Is there another letter? No, there's, we will not do this there's again. There's not. There's not another letter. All right. Dear Dr. Powell, <laughs> Benny and I were in hospital last night. We've been shot. No, we're fine. Really. Well, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but it is urgent news that I let you all know that Kate Plum was on prowl to kill us all. So I've managed to obstruct her for the time being, but she is being held by Scotland Yard at the moment. Not sure how long that will last, uh, depending on the supernatural powers that are uh, at bay. So we must convene soon. I'm going to suggest uh, Eugenia's place, because that's where we usually convene. Hope to see you soon. <laughs> her penmanship was remarkable, given having been shot. <laughs> Oh, also, Ethel. Yeah, it looks yes, like uh, everyone is dead now. Whoa. Uh, what? No, it looks like Lord uh, Pen Penbottom yeah. went to hospital and Alizé and her husband may have also uh, been shot. Someone named Professor Plum <laughs> did a thing. <laughs> I'm not an active In the leader. library. Honestly, I go, I go away for two seconds and everyone is... Uh, I do understand what they are referred to. It would be Kate Plum, and I'm very glad that she has been apprehended. Okay. Well, uh, it looks like we should all be uh, meeting up in in Eugenia's house. But honestly, you came here, and then the rest went to the hospital. What did I miss at this wedding? Because I honestly, I thought, oh, I'll be a downer and I don't want to go. Clearly, I've also missed some of whatever the goings on of this wedding were. Ridiculous. Let's go. <laughs> so you guys all convene back at Eugenia's. The general will be home soon. You guys catch each other up on all of the wheelings and dealings of the evening. And there's yet another knock at the door. And Godfrey says... Oh, it's the police again. Are we doing the the Evelyn thing, or are, what are we doing? It's I don't know. I am wearing the wig. Am I not? Oh, fine. Evelyn's here. Great. We're all in the parlor, right? Yes. I close the parlor doors and I say, "Show him to the study." Okay. Just everyone's had too much stress. We don't need this. <laughs> Detective Wilcox comes in. It's the study. I have never been in here before. It's it's very nice. How are you? I I heard about the general, and I'm I'm very sorry. Is he, he doing okay? He's he's recovering. Thank you for asking. To what do I owe this pleasure, Detective Wilcox? Well, last night Kate Plum was brought in. She was one of our suspects for some of the murders that had been happening. Oh yes, the wretched girl that stabbed me. Yes. Well. I uh, I was convinced that uh, Ethel Pendergast was well. I made a mistake. I I uh, I think that that um, unfortunately I uh, I may have misread the situation. So with that in mind, um, I was hoping that uh, if I went by Ethel's house and she was not there, or Miss Pendergast. And I was hoping I could find her to let her know that she is no longer a, uh, a person of interest in these uh, murders. Kate seems to be quite unhinged. 
Oh, well, that is such, it's such good news for, for my dear Ethel. Um, I would love it if you could, I have some guests in, in the parlor. I would love it if you. Is, is Evelyn, is Evelyn? Why, yes. (laughs) Eugenia says with this really evil grin. (laughs) Why, yes, Evelyn is here. I'd be most happy to uh, say hello if you wouldn't mind. She's an enchanting girl. Of course I wouldn't mind, detective. Please come. And I take him to the parlor. <laughs> so the doors open up and in walks uh, Wilcox and he looks over at Evelyn. This is, kind of does a little bit of a, a, a curtsy dip thing. He goes, um, I've come by to let you know that last night as, oh, well, Alizé is already here, so she's probably told you, but Kate Plum was brought into custody, and we have enough evidence that uh, exonerates Ethel from from my original thought that she was involved in these murders. I think that there is uh, there's enough evidence for me to take her off the books, so we will no longer be following her for any of the cases that are out. And uh, I, I don't know where she is. I haven't seen her. I went by her house. So if you, you see her, let her know. If she wants to come by and have a conversation, I would like to, uh, you know, apologize to her in person. She, uh, she deserves, I think, at least that. And uh, I apologize to all of you for not, um, for not believing you. I, I should have believed you. Well, I am quite appreciative. Do you say it in Evelyn's voice or in that voice? No, I say it as Ethel. <laughs> <laughs> the big reveal. This is like the end of Scooby Doo. I'm that. so excited. <laughs> he has this perplexed look and he walks over and he goes, Ethel, is, is, are you under a wig? <laughs> You're literally the wig. Yeah, and that's about all that I have done to change my appearance and changed the color that I am wearing. <laughs> so I appreciate your keen detective skills. Your your ruse was quite uh, impressive. I and he just kind of like mumbles as he starts to walk out the door. He goes, he goes. <laughs> it, it's been. It's been an interesting time. And then he walks out the door with this look on his face of just like complete confusion. Don't forget, you should still pay me for all of my work. I solved a mystery. <laughs> what do you guys want to talk about? Well, Dr. Powell, I'd be ever so grateful if you would examine the general and and see if the doctors at hospital, if they're... Of course. If, if, his, if his opinion is correct. A second opinion is always a welcomed confirmation or negation of advice. And I very much appreciate that you respect my expertise enough to come to me. I will help in whatever way I can. Oh, thank you so much. You're such a dear person. Um, um, dear, um, uh, I, I, I wanted to talk to all of you, uh, Alizé, I really think that the, the best thing now, now that we are married, is for us to go on a holiday. Uh, we love you all very much, but I, I feel like a, a month or two abroad, maybe going down to India or 
or maybe across the Americas or something. So an, an adventure of of uh, getting away from London might be a, a good thing. I, I know you've always wanted to travel, dear, and I, I think that this might a world other than London. I <laughs> a place other than London. Anyway, I'm going to sweep Alize away then, and um, I. Uh, You've already swept me, my dear. I've been wanting a proper honeymoon. <laughs> you're all very, very good friends, and we will be back in, in a few months' time um, under... Or not. We could travel longer, dear. <laughs> okay, can you just do me a favor? I completely understand the needs of the idle rich to remain the idle. That's fine. Uh, perhaps let the bullet holes in you clothes first. Uh, uh- uh, Just a thought. How long does that take usually? I mean, a month or two. Okay, well, those are infection vectors. Also, if you're going to go anywhere uh, in the southern Americas, uh, there's malaria. Of all the things that can go wrong. So we shall wait for holiday. Maybe we go someplace like Australia, dear. Uh, okay. Well, a month will give us time to do some planning and. Um, and healing. It'll take me that long to pack. Oh, yes. Very true. Very true. <laughs> I'm going to have to go shopping. Maybe this is the time I bond more with mother. Oh, she would love that. Shopping with her daughter-in-law. Right. When we're not evading police or evading people, it might be a lot more adventurous, <laughs> more joyful of a time. <laughs> what would that even Shop. be like? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's like, uh, of course. You guys kind of split off and go back to your places. And Dr. Powell and Eugenia head over to the hospital. Ethel, just real quick, when you get back, the house does feel empty, but there is a note on the table. Okay. So open it and read it. Yes. It just says, my dear, remember that I'll always, always love you and that we are always with you in your heart. And it's signed your husband. Um, I think Ethel tucks it, you know, into her dress and starts the process of getting the house in order again. Okay. As you're walking throughout the house, Easter's following you and every once in a while is a brat and, you know, does cat things. (laughs) Eugenia and Dr. Powell, you guys get over to the hospital. Go ahead and tell me how you would look over the general and just double check uh, I think she would start first by uh, initially allowing Eugenia to like hang out with the general for a little bit while she goes and harangues every doctor that has done anything or has written anything on any of his records to like check their work without looking at uh, the general first. And then she'll go in and there's any like discrepancies in like vital signs. Like if it's, if it all seems like this is very obviously a heart condition brought on by stress, like, then she'll affirm that. But if there's any, like, and then probably, like, redo one or two tests just to, like, check oxygen levels if that's a thing that you do and, like, pulse to make sure we're not, like, there's no, like, tachycardia or anything strange going on. He seems like that they've done a a good job. You double-check everything. You make sure everything is the way it should be. You do get some people who look at you a little weird and maybe a nurse or two as you're going through the day and just to make sure and, and you, you slap them good for it. He needs to slow down is basically it. He needs to stop putting himself out in danger. And he, he does need to 
pull back on his eating because his weight has kind of gotten to the point with his age that there's some problems. So, so she'll go in and sit and just, I'm not, I mean, I can see via the notes what your other doctors may have told you, but allow me to put it blumbly. Uh, <laughs> blumbly. <laughs> I would put it blumbly. Blumbly. You're blumbly <laughs> stressed. Uh-huh. You need, my dear general, uh-huh. to slow uh-huh. down. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. The wars are over and it's a new, it's a new generation's responsibility to fight uh-huh. these fights. So also put back on the bourbon. Uh-huh. I know. I'm sorry. He's definitely like shocked at that one. The brother. Yeah. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> I know. We all love American uh, spirits. And no more extra canapes at parties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You'll be entirely fine. It just requires you to enact some of that famous British military discipline that you all go on so much <laughs> about. So he understands you, you get it across and you leave, uh, probably back to, to Martin, I would imagine. Correct. Yeah. Um, I don't know how keen Dr. Powell is to like, these are a lovely group of women, but the last couple of weeks have been disastrous. (laughs) So I think she sort of leaves with this parting idea of call me if Call me if you need me. <laughs> no, I get it. Let's leave it at need. You're all lovely. <laughs> no, that makes <laughs> you sense. You get whatever industrial accidents. Right. No, it, that makes that sense. <laughs> <laughs> You've been through a lot. Um, so you <laughs> head back and you, uh, Eugenia, walk over to the bed and the general takes your hand. What do you say to him? Well, Robert, I think... I think it's important to know that we need to move into a new phase of life. Maybe take things a little easier and go for long walks and perhaps travel. I think that would be lovely. Nowhere strange or anything, just just travel. You know, you said you've always wanted to go to Germany just to see the Rhine. I think it would be a lovely trip, don't you? I know, I know. It's 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 a difficult thing to think about, but we've been through so much. Why not enjoy the rest of our time together? He pats your hand and says, I love you. I love you too, my dear. That is the end. I'm going to do a quick epilogue, though, before we wrap it up. Uh, about, I'm going to say... Two or three weeks later, Dr. Powell, you and Martin are, are sitting there. Martin's had a hard go of it because his, his brain was kind of messed up. And he, he has what what would be in the future called uh, PTSD, definitely. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you hear a knock on the door. Is it jaunty? No, it's not. It's only... <laughs> yeah, she hears the knock. An unjaunty knock. <laughs> what what bodes? <laughs> she doesn't open it. Standing there is the general and th- like four other older men, probably in their 
mid fifties up to their eighties, right? Just like some old, old dudes. Old dude party. And the general goes over and just kind of walks past you straight towards Martin. And, and one of the uh, other gentlemen goes, oh, this is a beautiful place, beautiful place. We're, we're here to help with your, your friend, your, your partner, Martin. Uh, the general said he went through some uh, combat of some sort. And so we're going to, to help him out. We uh, deal with, uh, with other soldiers all the time who have gone through this sort of thing. And they all just kind of go and like a, a knitting circle go around <laughs> Martin. And they all just start talking about like what they've been through and how they deal with stuff. And they start pa- passing around alcohol. And uh, <laughs> she just starts open mouth crying. <laughs> this is so beautiful and i think that's where we're gonna end it thank you guys so much (laughs) that was a good ending oh that was so lovely everyone's going to travel (laughs) i think that was yeah we're all ready to get the hell out of london right now (laughs) yeah 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 Too much, too much London. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much. That was a lot of fun. And I felt, uh, I feel like it's a really good ending to the series. Uh, I've enjoyed all the episodes and these characters so much. You know, like I said, thank you. Thank you. Let us talk about where everybody is going to be at. Uh, we're going to start with Abria. Spoiler alert, it's everywhere. So go for it, Abria. <laughs> 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 pulls out my, my I knock jauntily at all of your doors. And <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Abria Iyengar. You can catch me on social media at Quiddy, Q-U-I-D-D-I-E. And as was previously mentioned, I stream a lot and all over the place. On Sundays, you can catch me over at Saving Throw Show playing New Pantheon, which is a demigod's actual play. Uh, it's super good and fun. On Mondays, you can catch me over on twitch.tv slash D&D as I play uh, a Leonin Littersitter uh, in Lost Mind of Fandelver. It's very cute. We're all extremely low tier and just getting mobbed by goblins. Uh, on Tuesday... Oh, by the time this comes out, we'll know what. So it's either the season or series ending of Pirates of Salt Bay, depending on how the lovely Terry Gamble and company handle my sweet Hadal problem that I've presented for three excellent seasons. Uh, Regardless of what happens, we'll probably come back and do some sort of denouement for uh, the series for a season four. So check that out, too. Um, and on Fridays, come to twitch.tv slash 12-sided stories. It's all spelled out. There's no numbers. And check out at 7 p.m. PDT, Heliotrope, which is our Hack the Planet. Pl- uh, it's the next game in, in, the, in the chain. So we're actually playing it out on Twitch live in like these big three-hour bursts. And then they'll be re-edited and re-digested for the podcast and we're going to tell a very cool story about how information and stories can be propagandized over time in a very cool cyberpunk future world and ugh, i'm so excited as of the recording of this we had just finished character creation so i'm so excited to see the story that we end up spinning and on saturday mornings you can catch me over at it's probably okay's twitch channel uh, along with the amazing Michelle as we play Return to the Spider-Verse, which is a masked actual play that is centered on uh, a sequel to the Into the Spider-Verse uh, 
animated movie and I play Miles Morales and it's so good and so fun to be a sweet, wholesome boy. <laughs> At some point, it's just going to be turn on Twitch. <laughs> you yeah, yeah. Me. Because there, there, there are dice. There, there, yeah, there, is, there is a Bria. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, what are you up to? I don't know. I'm hanging out. <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, I'm in the in the internet somewhere. Um, I on Mondays, um, every Monday, um, horror movie survival guide. We release new episodes. Unless you're a Patreon and you get them uh, the Friday before. Um, it's super dope. Uh, weekly podcast talking about scary movies. Um, I don't know what we'll be talking about. I think we're doing probably when this comes out, we'd be doing a, like a round of like wonderful movies directed by black um, directors. I'm super excited. Um, and um, lots of other good stuff. Tuesdays again, and Brie already talked about, you can find us playing some D and D or some semblance of it. Um, usually <laughs> um, uh, at pirates salt Bay with that saving throw. Um, and I think that's it for right yeah. now. Yeah, that's it's good awesome. stuff. Hey guys, I'm Mac Beauvais. You can find me on the internets as at strange like that, the Facebook, the Instagrams, the Twitters. Uh, you can also find me over at happy Jacks where I am playing every other Monday in a great American witch game, which, uh, has been created and is being run by Christopher gray. And that's a lot of fun. So, uh, check that out. I'm Michelle Otis, and you can find me on the socials, mainly Twitter, but sometimes Insta, at Michulu. That's M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. You can also uh, find me Saturday mornings on It's Probably OK's Twitch channel, Return to the Spider-Verse, uh, where uh, I get to play with the lovely Abria. And um, you can find my music on Plate Mail Games through Drive-Thru RPG or BattleBard. And I am Wes Otis. Um, uh, like I said, it's been a great pleasure running this series, and uh, I will miss it a great deal. But there are other stories to be told, so I'm excited for those as well. Thank you for coming along with this particular uh, story. We appreciate it. You can find me at Plate Mail Games uh, you, on Drive Through RPG and BattleBards. You can find me at Plate Mail Games on Instagram and on Twitter. <laughs> you can also find 12 Sided Stories, the number 12 Sided Stories, on uh, Twitter. You can find us on, as Abria said, on Twitch, all one word 12 Sided Stories, no number. Um, and definitely come check out Heliotrope. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to have just a great time. So I, uh, I'm playing a grizzled old guy who likes to kill people for money. So that's, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, that is it. Thank you guys so much. Oh, Patreon. If you like what you hear, I mean, we work hard. We do a lot of really great stuff. We put a lot of time into this. And if you'd like to support us, here are three ways you can do it. Give a shout out. We love hearing shout outs when people say, hey, we love your show and whatever else. It makes us feel like, hey, let's keep doing it because people are enjoying it. Um, uh, give us a review on any of the platforms or become a Patreon backer. Agents Dossier is a show we do for our Patreon, Patreon backers. That's a lot of fun. And uh, so you get that. So come join us there. But anything that you can do to support uh, is is gratefully grateful and uh, we are grateful for and i'm gonna finish stuttering and say thank you guys so much and uh have a great whenever you're at <laughs> bye <laughs>